What's up, Whisper Nation? Welcome in to the Week 13 Wednesday show here. Another episode of the Fantasy Whispers. I am Big Travi. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. We are talking about just kind of our biggest topics heading into Week 13. We're going to talk about a couple uh, players and, and rank them rest of season. We're going to talk about some of the news and notes today. And of course, we get into those wide receiver uh, cornerback matchups that help you out. But with that being said, if you like fresh fantasy football content, you want more of it, consider hitting that subscribe button right now and give this video and our other videos a like on your way in. Welcome all the way the heck in. My man, Johnny Game Time Hicks, who you can find on Twitter, Johnny underscore Game Time. What's going on, Johnny? Yo, what's happening? How are we doing? Hey, uh, we're it's, running it's on Wednesday. We're running on very little sleep. Yes, uh, we are. We are. We well, are. I'm, yeah, we're I, just, I, we're just, I'm running we're on going uh, after it. We're going after it. Uh, I got it. And, and Big Travi's events. Big Travi has been going after it uh, the last 24 hours. Your boy, on the other hand, I got to say, like, my energy is at a different level because I just got flash this up, baby. That's right. 17 and 0. 17 and 0. I'll shout out to my boy. You made, you made a graphic for this? Yes, I oh, did. Man. That's right, baby. Also, 17. That's it looks like an 11. Style. You should it put does, that back it, up. It, it looks like an 11. It's, it's a 17. Uh, 11 17. and 0. You see the 7 over the dash? It looks like a little longer. Hey, 17, baby. They said, they said, oh, we don't, we don't believe. Shout out <laughs> to my sons. That's why I'm tired. Uh, your boy got to go, uh, got lucky enough to get a ticket to last night's game. It was out late. It was fun. We had a, a boys' night. Watched the Suns beat up on Golden State, dude. I tell you, Steph Curry, Chef Curry, building the house, bro. He's coming here in 2025 because he was putting up so many bricks last night. I'm excited. I was excited. But, yeah, shout out to our – I know this football show, but, you know, got to give a shout out to uh, the Suns. Uh, getting that 17 <laughs> wins in a row. Yeah, look, now you see this. Now you this see what you've funny. done. <clears throat> so, Mr. Miyagi says, Damn, Travi is working overtime for us, and Johnny doing arts and crafts. <laughs> for those of you uh, that will eventually be listening to this on the on the audio, Johnny flashed up a, uh, a graphic that said 17 and 0, but it looked like it said 11 and 0 for sure. And Either way, Jersey J agreeing with me says it says 11 as well. Yeah, yeah, he's got to change that font. All right, well. Uh, that being said, what's up, Whisper Nation? What's going on? I want to tell you a little bit about today's show sponsor. It is Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. They have player prop bets like over and under on touchdowns, receiving yardage, rushing totals, and more. If you guys caught us on Monday night, we did a same-game parlay with, uh, with Underdog, basically picking players that were going to go over and under on particular uh, you know, fantasy stats. We had the Washington football team and the Seattle Seahawks. It was a lot of fun and you can help uh, or we can help you build those lineups each and every week. But not just that, if you go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app now, you'll get a hundred percent off of a deposit match up to, or I'm sorry, you get a hundred percent of a deposit match up to a hundred dollars when you use the promo code TFW. So you deposit a hundred, they'll give you another hundred. That's underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Use the promo code TFW. That's for $100 in match money. That's TFW for $100. Johnny, as we do every week, we want to remind everybody, we're going to get to those questions in the chat. As you guys know, got to say what's up to everybody in there. Boss Man Fat, Jersey J, Mr. Miyagi. Bumping. Uh, yeah, it is popping off as we know it always does. We are going to try and get through this uh, show concisely, quickly, 
and get some of these topics in, get some of these this extra information in for you for this week, and then we'll be answering those questions to close out the show. Is As always, if you want an immediate answer to your question, the Super Chat gets us to sell out exactly right at that moment. <laughs> yes. So we will basically throw the rules out for this show if you Super Chat and get in there. So just uh, never forget that. Never all right, forget Johnny. it. Never. Yeah, don't forget it. Don't. Uh, all right, we're moving on through the news and notes here of this week's show. And, Johnny, the top one, uh, we were talking about this before. We didn't, you know, there was not a lot of clarity for our guy DeAndre Swift. And now ESPN Jeremy Fowler's reporting that he could miss multiple weeks. So this was kind of the strategy I had when saying that Jamal Williams was the number one back in a win-now mode for you on the waiver. So hopefully you were able to snag him up. Waivers probably cleared most likely in your league or clearing today. If you have another shot to go get him and your waivers haven't cleared, please go get Jamal Williams because he plays Minnesota this week, Denver next week. Um, and so you're going to have some situations there where, look, they like Jamal Williams and every coach ends up doing that. He's liking Jamal Williams. Um, and then Swift is looking like they're going to rest him a bit before they get him back in there. Yeah, let's uh, get him healthy for the playoffs. It does, you know, if you have DeAndre Swift, this is not the best news, right? You probably will need him or or uh, would like to have him at least in your line. I know I would uh, over the next couple of weeks. But, you know, like you said, get him healthy at least for that playoff push because uh, we're definitely going to need him for that. So in that case, you know, hopefully you did handcuff Swift with Jamal. We're getting to that point now where unless you're really needing wins on a week-to-week basis, like you have to win out in order to get in the playoffs, you should now start turning. I mean, we're going to talk about some players, obviously rest of the season, Big Travi, but these now is the time where you should start handcuffing your players. It's not necessarily you need to go after these dart throws, just start solidifying that roster and making sure you got your guys. Oh, man, there's some good questions in here. Oh, um, I know, oh, we're getting it. Paul William. <clears throat> We will get to some of these questions after yeah. we're, uh, at the end of the show here. Um, but, yes, I think there's so much here for Jamal Williams uh, going forward here, at least for the next couple of weeks. Justin Fields has returned to practice with the rib injury. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure he goes here. Cracked ribs usually takes a little bit. Um, they didn't put him on the IR, though, Johnny, and it looks like he might be coming back shortly. Yeah, uh, hopefully. You almost, you almost don't like this based on the way Dalton was playing. Like, you almost <laughs> – for your fantasy players, you know, maybe for I don't know if you if you like this a little bit more, maybe for uh, Darnell Mooney or not. But I, he seems to be it doesn't really matter with Dalton. We saw Cole Komet getting involved, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. How, how are you feeling here uh, that, you know, I would I would think that they would not want Fields going against this uh, Arizona Cardinals pass rush that has gotten to the quarterback uh, pretty, you know, pretty regularly. You got Chandler Jones. You got, uh, you know, my guy, uh, Golden. Uh, he's been, you know, he's at like 10 sacks. So I, I would think that you wouldn't want to put him Fields against that defense and give, you know, Andy Dalton one more week, but we'll see uh, Matt Nagy's, you know, we know he's on the hot seat. So he's probably like, yo, I need to get my best quarterback out there. But like you said, I think, I think Dalton is probably who you want. If you have Mooney and Komet and like you, you want these. Uh, and even the, the pass catching, the pass catching upside for Monty, you might even want Dalton as well. And um, we know that rushing quarterbacks tend to uh, ditch the pa- the check down in, in favor of the run. Either way, we'll move on to the next subject here. After being, you know, there were so many conflicting reports, and really out of Dallas in general, there's so many conflicting reports right now. But 
Um, we are told that the Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper is expected to travel with the team to New Orleans today and play against the Saints tomorrow night. Cooper, who is unvaccinated, tested positive for COVID and has missed the last two games. Both have been Cowboys losses. But we're lo- it's looking like we're going to get Amari Cooper back into this lineup, Johnny. It looks like we are not going to have Mike McCarthy. We're going to have basically Jerry Jones. Uh, yeah, I would be so funny if Jerry Jones walked down there with a clipboard. Um, but, yeah, this is what we're dealing with with the Cowboys. Uh, any thoughts here on Cooper coming back? I, again, if you have Amari Cooper, you're monitoring the situation. If he is saying that he is feeling those effects uh, of coming off of COVID. So this, that is a concern. But obviously you want, you know, for Dak, for some of these other pieces, you kind of want him to get back in there uh, because it helps this offense. And then, you know, you can move CD back into the slot and that helps him as well. So I, I am monitoring this because this will have a big effect on all those pass catchers, uh, whether he plays or, or he doesn't. But uh, do you expect him to play this weekend, Travis? Is that yeah, yeah? I'm actually pretty confident in Cooper tomorrow. I should say yeah, I'm actually pretty confident in Cooper being able to go here. Um, He's had about a couple weeks, so he had the hamstring deal too. He's had a couple weeks to maybe get the hamstring right. As long as he can clear some of these uh, symptoms that are are bothering him, I don't think a cough and some of those things are really going to take it out of Cooper uh, in this game. He's an athlete. He's a he's a you know he's a a stud here. He's going to get out there and do it. Um, this is an interesting matchup to look at. We're going to have mostly full health for the Cowboys. Cooper coming back here with a little bit of rest and a really good matchup against the New Orleans secondary. It's going to be interesting to see how the Cowboys try to bounce back. But I think Cooper's around the wide receiver too, borderline for you. I think you could probably put him in your lineup and be and be pretty happy given the matchup here. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Antonio Brown, Johnny, not back at practice just yet. It is Wednesday, but and we did have uh, Bruce Arians say, last week that he felt confident ab would be, could be back this week how are you feeling about antonio brown uh opens the week with a wednesday non-practice once again i i'll be a little bit more panicked if he doesn't show up tomorrow to practice again wednesdays are typically a veterans day we know he's coming off of like an injury so it's not a big surprise he's not out at practice uh but if he doesn't show up tomorrow then that is more concerning i would definitely start to raise the panic meter a little bit uh, I did see some comments that were kind of interesting and in, in like speculation. There's been a lot of like conspiracy theories that, you know, AB is sitting these games because he was actually not vaccinated. And this is a way to kind of be suspended without the league having a big, big deal about it. I don't know. That was an interesting thing. I said, I don't know if it's true or not, but definitely AB want to monitor that. Hopefully he gets back and hopefully he's healthy. All right, and then quickly, Kadarius Tony uh, was working on the side, not at practice with his quad injury. And then, of course, we, it looks like Giants uh, are going to be without Daniel Jones this week because of a strained neck uh, injury. Not considered to be season-ending, says his coach right now. Uh, but we're going to have Mike Lennon starting for the Giants. Any, you know, your quick boy. talk on the Giants situation? Yeah, your boy. No, my... uh, yeah, not good. I would start the defense against them. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a good pickup for the week. Yep, I would agree with that. All right, we're moving on into the show. And so we wanted to do a little segment that we, you know, as we move past some of these trade deadlines, we're going to move into something called play, stay, or run away. We're going to pick a few sets of players. with. We're going to look at them with a rest-of-season lens, and we're going to decide if we're going to be, you know, if they're a play for us, meaning we're trusting them rest-of-season, if they're a stay for us, meaning that we're going to stash them, or if we're running away because out of these three players, this is the one that 
you know, we're the least confident on. So that's what we're going to get into here. And Johnny, I'm going to let you start here uh, because we're going to talk a little bit about some of these mid round. And in one case, out of nowhere running backs that we've had in this season. And, no and it's Leonard Fournette, Daryl Henderson and Elijah Mitchell. We look at Leonard Fournette. 13.2 points per game. Uh, this is in PPR formats. Daryl Henderson, 13 points per game. And Elijah Mitchell, 13 points per game. So, Johnny, with these three running backs, play, stay, or run away here. I like this segment, Travis. This is a new one that we're doing. Uh, most trade deadlines have now passed. If they haven't, then maybe use this information to try to, if you have one of these players, then you could try to trade them away or you could try to acquire some of these players because some of them that I will talk about is based on schedule, why I like them rest of season over another running back. I do also want to, well, and, and Big Travi, we discussed this before the show. We want to preface this with saying, these three guys, we're going to tell you whether we're, we're, you know, playing, staying, or running away from, but that doesn't necessarily mean like, Whoever I tell you I'm running away from, that means just drop them, that they're not going to be good. Because realistically, I would like to have all three of these running backs on my roster if I could. Leonard Fournette, Henderson, and Elijah Mitchell all have pretty solid schedules going down. They've all been very solid running backs for you. So if you pick them up in the later rounds, then you're really you probably have a leg up on your competition because you picked up running backs later on in your draft. You're able to stack some depth. But as far as this question goes that Big Travis posed me, I have to my I'll start with my play. I'm playing Elijah Mitchell. I'm staying in the flames. I am buying fully into the uh, Elijah Mitchell as a rest of the season sleeper that will win you a championship. He was one of the very first waiver wire pickups of the year, and he has done nothing but produce. I understand he's been banged up, but again, we picked him up off of waivers. You can't be too disappointed in that. Moving forward, the reason why I'm saying I'm playing with him, even though he has been banged up from, you know, and missed a couple of games. He's got the second easiest running back schedule moving forward. He plays Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston in the final weeks. Absolutely juicy. Then you look at what he's already done as far as production as whether I can trust him or not. Because, you know, there could be uh, still some doubt as to whether or not we could trust Elijah Mitchell in our lineup each and every single week. He's had eight games this season, Travis, that he's played. He's had four games of those eight games. He has rushed over 100 yards running backs don't do there aren't a lot of running backs that have done that this season 100 yard games from a running back is is pretty difficult in today's game then you also look at elijah mitchell our biggest complaint with him coming in was that he wasn't getting a lot of passing down work well over the last three games he's caught 10 of the 11 passes thrown his way so he is good at it they just weren't using him early on in the season they're starting to use it and then it just goes to show just not not even including the passing down work travis he's had back-to-back games with 27 rushing attempts so that's like unheard of in today's age that's happened very little this season so i am fully confident in elijah mitchell moving forward i think he's an absolute play down the down the stretch now as far as my stash surprisingly enough i'm not going with leonard fournette as my stash i am going with henderson as my stash i understand he's dealing with some injuries he's been banged up he almost made my list as like the cut guy because of those injuries and that Offense kind of not really having an identity right now since they lost Bobby Trees, struggling to really move the ball. You know, Matthew Stafford, you know, kind of reverting back to the the bad days in Detroit. Uh, and so that offense is a little wobbly. But when you look at his schedule, it is absolutely beautiful. I don't know very many running backs that have a better schedule. Well, Elijah Mitchell is one, but he does get Seattle, Minnesota, and Baltimore, Big Travi, down the stretch. So I absolutely love Henderson. When he's playing, he's an RB2 with RB1 upside every single time. Locked and loaded. 
Now, the guy I'm dropping, this sounds crazy, Travis, and then I, you know, and I'll ask you, we'll get probably get a little bit in a debate here on the Leonard Fournette. I'm saying drop Leonard Fournette, and that doesn't mean just drop him to the waivers. I would try to trade him if your trade deadline is still available. Why? He's coming off a monster game. Everyone's talking about Leonard Fournette's mega game, but here are some negatives to that game and why you should potentially sell high on him. Prior to last week's 17-touch game, Fournette had 8 carries, 11 carries, and 10 carries with a game high during that span of 47 rushing yards. Not great. He had a 100-yard rushing yard game that he also scored with those four tutties. When you look at this offense, we just talked about at the news and notes, Travis, AB expected to come back. We know Gronk is back. He came back last week. When you look at AB and what his production is and how it affects Fournette when he's in the lineup, AB, uh, or sorry, excuse me, Fournette is averaging four, uh, 7.4 targets per game with AB out of the lineup. That drops all the way down to 4.5 targets per game, Travis, with AB in the lineup. And then lastly, you just look at the schedule down the stretch. Brutal. Buffalo, New Orleans, and at Carolina, all bottom run defenses. You don't like that. I could expect that that Tom Brady, especially when it's AB back, starts throwing a little bit more like he did in the beginning of the season. And I think that drops Leonard Fournette back down. I think he's still an RB2. But again, you could probably trade him right now for a hefty hefty bag right now if you, if you still have a trade deadline available. Uh, but that's where I would go. How do you so feel the, about that? I mean, I think I could get with it, uh, what you're talking about here. I think that for me, he's always just going to be there. Um you know, as a guy that's going to have touchdown upside. But, yeah, you, you'll probably be depending on that touchdown more than these other guys. You know, I really like Henderson's usage in the passing game. That's why he probably would have been just a little bit above Elijah Mitchell here. But, again, the reason why I was so heavily invested in Elijah Mitchell across the boards, if you read that first uh, waiver wire column, then you know – you know, I, I was one of the people that blew their wob on Elijah Mitchell in a lot of leagues, you know, and and, and when you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you do that, um, this is what you're doing it for. We looked all the way ahead to a playoff schedule that looks really good. We looked at his ability in this offense. So I like what we're doing here. But again, guys, this is not a section where we're telling you to actually, you know, bench uh, Daryl Henderson down the stretch or drop. Leonard Fournette. This is just a way of ranking these guys rest of season, giving you an idea of their outlook. And if trade deadlines haven't passed, what you can do or to be looking for alternative situations for the playoffs potentially when they mm -hmm. get there. All right. Our, our next one, Johnny, is, you know, some touchdown dependent wide receiver ones here that we've seen over the year uh, so far. Jamar Chase, who has eight touchdowns. Mike Evans sticking on that Tampa Bay side of things, who has 10 touchdowns and Adam Thielen. So, again, it's play stay or run away here from these wide receivers. And for me, this might got? be a little bit surprising here, but uh, here it goes. I'm playing Adam Thielen. Okay. You look at these wide receivers, 90 targets, which leads all three of these wide receivers. And he's caught more balls with the higher catch rate as well than these guys. His team has a much narrower target tree than the other two. We will see them likely lean on the pass more where we see Dalvin Cook coming out of this offense. Finally, Johnny, he's six in red zone targets, so no reason to think he can't keep store scoring those studies. Ten touchdowns on the year. We love that, and it, it's not like Thielen hasn't done this before. He lived off touchdowns last year as well and was just an absolute beast for you, so I think he continues to do that down the stretch, and there's no reason why I wouldn't think so. I'm going to stay or stash your guy, Mike Evans, here, Johnny. Great offense, one less red zone target than our guy, Adam Thielen. And he has the second easiest strength of schedule for wide receivers rest of season. So, again, I know A.B. supposed to come back. 
We know that Godwin was kind of dealing with a with a uh, foot injury. Um, <clears throat> Gronk isn't the most uh, you know reliable for for injuries. So there's a lot to say that Mike Evans is actually the steady Eddie of this offense uh, through the rest of the season, and it's a really good um, situation there. But I'm running away here from Chase, and this doesn't mean that I hate Chase or you should drop him or or any of these things. But I think that there is some value in getting out of Chase since he has the sixth hardest remaining schedule for wide receivers, and we've already seen with the tough schedule what it can do to Chase because his targets are up and down as of late. In his last six games, Johnny, he's only cleared ten targets or that alpha. We like to see that double digit mark for targets for our wide receivers. He's only done that in two of six games. So for me, there is more volatility in the rookie here than the other guys. Um, and, and and all three are, have become a little bit touchdown dependent here. Um, but for me, I think I'm, you know, once again, play uh, my Adam Thielen's my play. Mike Evans, my stay. And I'm running away from your guy, Jamar Chase here. Um, be, I, I, Look, I love them all. It's splitting hairs, but this is kind of what we wanted to do is, uh, you know, get in here and dice it up a bit. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that call. I do think that there's a little bit of we saw such a massive touchdown uh, progression or a kind of anomaly when it came to Jamar Chase and how many touchdowns he was catching at the beginning of the season. It makes sense that he cools off a little bit. Uh, but again, the way you rank these, I, I do think that the logic behind it is uh, is definitely there. And, and I do think that you can. Bank on those guys moving forward uh, and and that production. All right, Johnny, we're going to move on to the section of the show that features the cornerback and wide receiver matchups that we are liking and we are disliking for this week, uh, heading into week 13. So we'll give you one plus matchup, one matchup where you'd want to temper expectations each. Um, and so for me, I'll start us off here with with the plus matchup. I have T. Higgins as a really, really uh, in a really, really and in the flames. Here. Yeah, um, we told you he was a buy low and he has been cashing in. He's got 13 or more fantasy points and PPR in four of five, including a monster day last week, 23 fantasy points, six catches, 114 yards and a touchdown. And it looks like the good times are going to continue to roll here. We know this Charger team that they're facing has been good against wide receivers for most of the year, but there has been some cracks. In fact, over the last week, the Chargers have let up 30.5 points per game to the position. We remember that Sunday night football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers where they kind of were giving up, you know, some big plays left and right there. Um, and I think Big Ben could have tagged him up for more if he knew how to, you know, complete a ball to chase play <laughs> once in a while. But this is about T. Higgins and the matchup that he's facing. He's going to go up against Michael Davis, Campbell, and uh, we got uh, Chris Harris Jr. over there. But he's going to barely see Harris Jr. because that'll be our guy, Tyler Boyd, in the slot up against him. The other two matchups, PFF is grading them as an excellent matchup for T. Higgins. I mean, that is better than good in their ranking. Uh, excellent because... We look at Michael Davis, rated as a defensive grade of 50 on a scale of 100. We look at Campbell. He's rated at 59.2 in a scale of 100. So for me, you know, T. Higgins is, is mostly going to get these guys that are graded pretty low. They're allowing 75 and 60% catch rates, respectively. They're, uh, you know, we look at Campbell, man. He's just getting absolute torch. 1.59 yards per route covered here uh, for T. Higgins to face. So for me, T. Higgins is in a smash spot, and I think you need to, you know, slam him into your lineup here. I like that one. I love T. Higgins this week. Johnny, what's your plus matchup this week? I actually almost chose this one. What do you, what do, what do you, what do you, what do you have to say for yourself here? You Homer, are you picking AJ green? I, I thought honestly, you were going to choose AJ green. So I had to double check the notes before I put them down. Uh, but it would be AJ green. I know this seems like a Homer pick, but I'll tell you, I'll be, you can ask Travis. I usually 
am pretty honest when it comes to my my own team. I usually am a little bit harder on them than anyone uh, because I do like them and I do follow them more closely. But that has no leniency on why I chose to go with AJ Green this week. I look at the matchup and that is where the true numbers are. Uh, show me that it's a great matchup for AJ Green this this week. Why? Because the Bears are 18th in the league and allowing 23.1 points per game. Tellingly, though, Travis, the Bears' opponents this season have averaged 23.3 points all season long. That's all across all of their games. So you know that they're gonna, you know, Cardinals should put a, and you know the Cardinals have no no problem putting up uh, points. So. There should be a lot of points scored, uh, especially on the Arizona Cardinals side with Kyler Murray coming back. Then you look at this Bears secondary even more so. Put it under microscope. Bears have allowed the eighth most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this season with 12, Travis. And then they've got a uh, newer, relatively newer rookie in there, uh, a corner named uh, Artie Burns. He will be lined up, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, 49 of A.J. Green's snaps. Uh, and you look at, you know, Pro Football Focus ranks him as a 53.4 grade as far as a corner goes. And he is also the guy, if you remember, if you're watching on on Thanksgiving, he was the one that gave up the deep pass to your boy, Josh Reynolds, mm-hmm. put it back on the map. So, again, with A.J. Green running those deeper routes, uh, I do expect them to test him a few times at least. And I like A.J. Green's ability to at least grab one or two of those and uh, potentially get in the end zone this weekend. So A.J. Green would be my uh, plus matchup for this weekend if you need a what-the-heck flex. Love it. I love it. I love it. Um, we can't all be rosy around here. It can't all be good news. we got to talk Not, a little bit no. about guys that are going to, you know, we should pump the brakes a little bit on. And my temper expectation matchup in that same game as T. Higgins is Mike Williams here. I mean, I don't have much news to tell you. BMW is inconsistent, and that's pretty much how he's always been in his career. Uh, he seems to be a little bit healthier than he was before the bye, but he still has only one game over seven points in the last month, um, and that was a 20-burger against Pittsburgh. So can he be trusted? No. Is he better than most of your waiver wire options? Yeah, probably. But uh, he's living on some earlier season production, no doubt. He's remaining the wide receiver 17 in PPR. But BMW is really more like a low-end wide receiver 2 slash 3. He's got wide receiver upside each and every given week. So what we try to do with these players is look at their matchups. We look at this matchup. As far as the matchup is concerned, Williams will split time between both Chidobe and a woozy a i had this before the show and then eli apple <laughs> pretty good at corner for the Bengals. a woozy has been the better cornerback he's only allowing 54 percent catch rate pff uh ranking the matchup as below average for bmw uh, additionally even though eli apple is actually ranked lower than a woozy he is allowing fewer yards per route run covered than his teammate all of this is to say I do not like the matchup because BMW is going to be basically seeing one or the other. They're ranked pretty high. We know the strength of Cincinnati has been on the back end. You know, I understand uh, the want to play him given the upside any given week, but all signs point to tough sledding for the big man this week. Let me ask you, uh, because Cincinnati's defense is a little bit under the radar. Do you believe in Cincinnati? Because I almost put Keenan Allen, because Keenan Allen also has some difficult matchups uh, as far as the cornerback. Obviously, you just talk, broke down the two uh, for Cincinnati. Are, are Is the Cincinnati defense for real? They've been putting up some some decent points on uh, for fantasy defenses. Do you believe in that defense moving forward, or do you think it's just more strictly on matchups? 
it'll be matchup based. Here's the, you know, I, I broke this down in looking at Herbert this week uh, because if on the matchup show, when we, when we do that one, you'll figure that out. But basically we're talking about the quarterback situation and we say, oh, they, they only allow about 17 points per game to the quarterback. They've been pretty good on defense. Well, when we look at that, I realized they only played three top 10 quarterbacks all year. Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson, and Rodgers, and all of them cleared 20 points. So really it's been more about the, you know, scheduling, Big Ben, Derek Carr, uh, you know, some of the Jets quarterbacks. Uh, you know, these are some of the guys they've faced over the last month or so. So, yeah, the defense is good, and they're going to, you know, we want our defense to, you know, do good and good matchups. But, again, I don't think it's completely, you know, without question that they're going to have some cracks, and, and we're going to see guys who are capable of dicing them up do that here. Now, do I think Herbert's capable of that? Yes. Do I want to bank on it with Mike Williams? Not necessarily. And you mentioned Mike Hilton, or at least you mentioned uh, our guy, Keenan Allen going up against Mike Hilton, the slot cornerback. He's the best uh, graded cornerback for the team here, or the second best graded cornerback for the team. Yet he is the one who's giving up kind of the most production against him. So I think, you know, my guy, Keenan Allen, is going to get hits. I, I would not worry about that. He just, yeah, volume should he gets, open. he gets open, man. And that's, it doesn't matter who he's up against. That guy gets open. Whereas Mike Williams needs the big play, needs a 50 50 ball. Um, and that's why it's called a 50-50 ball, because sometimes he's going to come down with it, sometimes he won't. Yeah, I I like it. Okay, uh, talking about my temper expectations before we get into uh, Sleeper or Whisper Nation's questions here. Appreciate you all for tuning in, sticking around. If you hit that like, big help. I'm going to talk about, we talked about him a little bit in the beginning of the show. I thought you were foreshadowing a little bit, Travis, but I'm here to, look, I understand Darnell Mooney, has been on fire. He's been like scorched earth over the last two games. He's put together a nice string. He's emerging as the number one for the Chicago Bears, even though we thought there couldn't be a number one uh, based on the beginning of the season. But you look at uh, what Darnell Mooney has done, what he did in week 12, 123 yards on five catches. It was a second consecutive game, like I mentioned, in which he had over 120 receiving yards. It's also the third time he's done that this season. We were talking about Darnell Mooney last week, right? Uh, and he also leads the Chicago Bears with 694 receiving yards, 86 uh, targets, and three touchdowns. I like him moving forward. You look about, you know, talk about rest of season and the schedule. Gets Minnesota, Seattle, and the Giants. Absolutely juicy matchups for the playoffs. So you, you love Darnell down the stretch, but not in this game. Arizona. Last four weeks prior to bye, Travis, Arizona has been bottom seven matchup for wide receivers, allowing just 27.6 fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. And then you just look at these cornerback matchups uh, according to pro football focus. So Byron Murphy, who I personally think is the Cardinals best corner, he is going to be matched up with him about 22, uh, 22 routes Mooney will also be matched up with Robert Alford, who is pro football focuses best corner for the Arizona Cardinals grade wise for 22 of his snaps. And then he's also got uh, Marco Wilson, uh, which is pretty much his only solid matchup. But all three of those guys, Travis, are giving up less than 0.33 fantasy points per route ran. In most cases, Murphy and Alford are just giving up 0.23 fantasy points per route ran. So I don't want to start Mooney this week if I can help it against this matchup, even though it might see, seem tempting because you want to stay in the flames there. But if you have a better option, I might go a, a, a different route this week. But then I'm willing to get him back to my lineup down the stretch because he has such a good matchup. 
It's a bold right. call. I know. No, I, I mean, I like it. I, I like it. Uh, I, when we do the matchup show notes, I was talking, you know, something's got to give here. Darnell Mooney's on fire. The Arizona Cardinals secondary is really good. So we will see yeah. what happens. And I don't think it's that crazy. He hasn't been somebody like he's somebody you've been picked up and played now. But, he, you know, he's not necessarily someone you have to rely on. So maybe you can make the pivot uh, based on some other matchups there. Well, that does it for the show, Whisper Nation. But we're going to get into some of these questions right here in the live chat. If you could drop this video a like if you're watching here right on YouTube and subscribe to the channel if you're new to it. Otherwise, we'll jump right into this. We appreciate Whisper Nation coming in here. Um, Jersey J saying, uh, I had literally every handcuff and dropped them weeks ago. LOL. I'm now in 12th. And I'm now 12th. Oh, no. sucks. That is. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, Hawk or Hunter Henry? I mean, if you want to, here's the thing. I think that Hunter Henry in the middle of the season was basically overproducing and relying on touchdowns, and we, you know, we cashed in while we could. But for me, Hawkinson now, especially with Swift out, is going to be a guy who's going to be even more the focal point of this passing attack. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm rolling with Hawk. I know matchups are not great for Hawk down the stretch, but again, the utilization is what I'm banking on here. Volume to carry him. And, and that's kind of what happened on Thursday. You know, we didn't really... Uh, love him going into the game, but he gets that touchdown and he pays it off. And I think he's he's definitely a good start going forward. I like that. And also, uh, Hunter Henry going against Buffalo. Buffalo's been uh, top, or I, I yeah, they're they're really bottom, good against bottom seven matchup for tight ends uh, over the last five weeks. So I would not go in that. Would game. you start Devonte Parker in the flex over Freeman, Tony, T.Y. Hilton, Brandon Bolden, or Boston Scott? I mean, Boston Scott. If Miles Sanders doesn't go, is the play. Yeah, and I would go Freeman over Parker if I could here. Um, mm -hmm. That that would be like Pittsburgh has been really bad against the run as of late after starting really good against it. Jersey uh, Jake, in here. well, uh, sorry, he was saying Deontay rest of season top 15. I do think rest of season Deontay is set up to have a well, as long as Ben isn't like dead. But I do think his schedule lines up really nicely for Deontay to explode. Boss man fat drop Beasley Bateman or Sterling Shepard for Dontrell Hilliard. Which one? My receivers are Devonte, Deontay, and Amari, so I don't need much depth. Uh, drop Beasley. Yeah, I mean you could you could drop Beasley and Shepard pretty much, but drop Beasley first. Yeah, uh, I want that Swift jersey. Says Jersey J. We will be working on telling you who the jersey is for next month. I, I don't believe it's the Swift one. Andre yeah. Silva, Ayuk, wide receiver two, rest of season. Looking like he's he's trending that way. I, I'd be hesitant to give him that crown just yet, but the Debo injury could very much help our guy Ayuk uh, and, down the stretch here. And definitely a great playoff schedule down the stretch as yeah. well for Ayuk to, to do that. Jersey J said, I had Williams, Madison, and Michelle until week eight. Dropped them because I needed wins. I have no luck. Ooh. Well, Nick is saying Jamal over Gordon or Javante Williams, Johnny. I mean, I, th I think Jamal is the play over both of those backs. He's not splitting. He's likely not splitting time with anybody. This is a good matchup against Minnesota. Um, I think this is a good spot for him to get it done. And I, I, I would play him over both of those guys. Andre Silva is Henderson banged up this week. It looks like he's dealing with a quad injury, but from what I'm reading, it's not that serious, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. When is Henderson not banged up? Yeah, that's, that's true. The, that's his like middle name. Henderson yeah. uh, banged up. Well, Henderson isn't his first name, but you get the point. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to find another question uh, here. Uh, Scrolling through. We, oh, yeah. he's got, we did this one. Scott asking about Danucci. Uh, I don't know what his love affair for Danucci is. Should I start him from here on out? I don't he's think he's an ASU fan. 
is yeah. ASU. I know uh, Scott does love Ben DiNucci. Yeah. Boston Scott League winner says Jersey J. Uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, Sanders we'll see. Out for extended time. The Chosen Rose says start two and one flex. Zeke, Eckler, Michelle, Patterson, Madison. So you're getting Madison and Eckler in your lineup. Um, and then the flex, I think, would be Zeke. In, in, well, actually, it would be Patterson. Yeah, Patterson. I would go yeah, with Patterson. A tough matchup for Zeke and the indecisive. I mean, you're in a very good spot to be able to have all those guys. Judy, Joseph. Kirk, or Gage? I'm going Christian Kirk here. Good matchup with Hopkins back and AJ uh, and obviously Kyler. He could be the guy that's like the unsung hero there because, uh, you know, the attention goes to the other guys here. And I think Kirk could get free for a lot of stuff. And Andre Silva saying, Miles Sanders was dropped in my league. Is he worth a stash? Yes. Yes. If he yeah, has. we don't, we don't, they haven't shut him down yet. It is, I'm not sure if it's the same ankle, but he's definitely worth a pickup right now if you can do it. Yeah. Foreman or standard or Sanders half point PPR. Oh, for this is your rest of season. Yeah, I'd take it Sanders. If if he can just get back healthy, he's the better play uh, in that offense. Yep. I uh, somehow got Alexander Madison in a ten man league, and I'm in fifth. People not paying attention to my league or game. Hey, that's that's why, why we go yep. check it out when we say every every, every week there. And and this is also why we say if you don't give up, like even if your record is not you know where you'd like it to be halfway through the season other people do give up other people don't pay attention and allows you to capitalize on things that you probably weren't able to capitalize in the beginning of the season which is why a lot of people are able to turn their season around when you hit that subscribe hit that bell because we tell you who to go pick up and then you just mm-hmm. got easy really money. says i'm rolling with kirk cousins over car this week good move question mark i believe so kirk cousins is the better play in my mind than yep. even in even in that good matchup all right, Truly Epic says, so I got CD in an IR spot uh, because he was out last week, and now I got to drop someone to use him this week. I'm thinking about dropping OBJ. I just don't see him being better than Ayuk or Renfro. So uh, I like Ayuk. I definitely want to keep Ayuk. And so it's between Renfro and OBJ for me. Um, we haven't seen the rest of your roster. Um, if you're rostering two quarterbacks, two defenses, something like that, I'd drop one of those instead of these guys because I think OBJ getting 10 targets is an absolutely great sign coming out of their bye. Mm-hmm. Seeing him burn the secondary, a good secondary in Green Bay was a good sign. Um, and I just think that this is a guy that, you know, if I'm looking at Renfro between OBJ rest of season, one of them can be a really ceiling hit every single week. One of them is probably going to be your floor play. If you're in a straight-up PPR, I get it. If you're in a, a portional PPR or standard, I like OBJ even more. Uh, but, uh, yeah, for me, I think I would drop Renfro here over OBJ. I just think there's too much upside with OBJ in this new offense. Baby Santa saying, sup, guys. I'm locked for the playoffs. Congratulations. I have Madison right now looking to get a tight end for the playoffs. Should I go for Kittle or Waller? I have Knox right now and half PPR. I think you're okay with Knox. Yeah. Like, I would keep Knox. Like, I think uh, you look at his schedule rest of the season, very good for tight ends. Uh, and and he's been, like, uh, who was it that pointed out? Uh, I think, shout out to whoever pointed out yesterday in the live stream, Travis, where oh, Josh, uh, Josh Allen has Knox on his fantasy team. So, yeah, give me that, dude. You know, you know he wants to win. Like, this is great, dude. Scott asking, who's the juiciest? Big Travi, Game Time, or Ben DiNucci? Probably Ben DiNucci, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, who's a good QB pickup for the week? I have uh, A-Rod on a bye. Tua, Heineke, Ben, Tyrod, Bridgewater are the top five available. 
Yeesh, punt this, this damn thing. I am going to go with Heineke. I think he's the best opportunity here. Vegas and Washington playing each other here. Could be a sneaky uh, oh, a shootout here. We've seen Heineke get there multiple touchdown games before, so he'd have the most upside of all those guys for me. Okay, guys, Gallup, Cooper is playing, or Rashad Bateman or Mike Williams. See, this is what's the conundrum with Mike Williams. I have him as a, a fade here, but I'm playing him over these three guys. Cooper coming back. Bateman, uh, you know, dealing with Lamar, kind of getting shaking the rust off in that situation. I- I'm definitely going with Mike Williams here. Should I trade Elijah Mitchell and Jamal Williams for DK and Javante? Full point PBR. Do not do this deal. No, you basically have Elijah Mitchell is a guy that's going to be in your lineup the rest of season with a great schedule. Jamal Williams is basically Javante right now because he's getting he's going to get more mm-hmm. volume than Javante. And then DK, we just can't trust what's going on in Seattle right now. Yeah. Also pick two of these, Pollard, Javante, Jamal, or by, or Barkley. Oh, I'm playing Barkley. Yeah, uh, in your lineup, and I'm probably going Jamal Williams as well. I think, again, the volume here is going to supersede some of the other situations here for me. Elijah Moore or Devonta Smith, uh, full point PPR. I know we're dealing with Hertz's injury, but give me Devonta Smith against the Jets. Terrible secondary yeah. here. Um, I think this is a get-right game for the two of them. Yeah, I think, yeah, Devonta Smith. Drop Goddard for Fryermuth or Komet. I have Waller, but likely won't play. I don't think you drop Goddard. I think you keep on to Goddard. He's got big upside. Yeah, but I don't mind. Uh, like I don't mind picking up Fryermuth if you have another player to drop. Eric Ronald, I watched the play. I'm a Packers fan. They didn't fall down. He burned them. Watch the play again. He also burned San Fran on many out routes. Like you need it. Trust me. He's OBJ got speed. It's yeah. not like he doesn't have speed. It's the whole question is, can he didn't, the he didn't be there, fall but... down? They were running to the back of the end zone to try and get him, dude. Like they didn't fall down. He burnt. He beat them. Like, just deal with it. I know people don't want OBJ to be good because he's some diva and like he's good still. And he's in an offense that's going to give him 10 targets a game because that's what they were giving Woods before he, he got hurt. So uh, that's that's what I'm, where I'm at with it. Uh, let's see. Josh is playing not. Yep, we got that. Yeah, but does he actually have him in fantasy? Who has the hotter wife, uh, Brady or Mahomes? Definitely Brady, in my in my opinion. Yeah. What about DK and Madison for Debo? Um, no. I wouldn't do that deal. I like Madison. I think Madison could win you your league here in the next month or so. And Debo's, again, we don't know the severity. It is projected as of right now or the last that we've heard. It was just a week, and he should be back after that. But, again, it's a groin injury, and you never know with that kind of injury what could happen. Uh, so I, I don't like to trade for injured players. Jonathan says, I traded Kelsey, Antonio Brown, and Van Jefferson for Jamar Chase, Hunter Renfro, and Higgins. Knox is my backup. Did I get fleeced, W or L? I traded Kelsey, Antonio Brown, and Van Jefferson. I got Jamar Chase, Renfro, and Higgins. Knox is my backup. I wonder why you got both the Cincinnati wide receivers. Yeah, but that's a um, little bit. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't. A, I don't. It's not bad. Slightly like, down. It's slightly. I think it's slightly down, but only because Kelsey. Like really, Kelsey's the real. Otherwise, this is. A, I mean, and trading away an injured Antonio Brown, and trading away a Van Jefferson who is going to have big games like he did, but is a tertiary piece. That's what I would just kind of yeah go with there. Serious question. Scott says Swift and Cook out starting. Hold on. Swift and Cookout starting CEH and Drake. Should I go for a Boston Scott? Yeah, I mean, over Drake, I would for sure. Yeah. I'm just worried Madison is going to be irrelevant again in two weeks, which is why when my playoff starts. And that could happen. But again, it's a very murky situation for Dalvin Cook's shoulders. So we don't know. You might as well keep it going there. Mm -hmm. He wants to cash my golden ticket while I can. You know what I mean? I definitely get it. But again, 
Madison could, you know, could be available for even if Madison's available for you in that first week of the playoffs, that's going to be worth it because that could help you get to the next round. And I think that's a situation that we want to figure out. And Debo, we're dealing with a weird timeline as well. I mean, it's a groin for Debo, right? Like, right. So, I mean, well, that's something that that could easily happen. So, or easily. I think if I'm trying to trade. Oh, I mean, he already made this trade. I don't think it's again. I don't think it's the worst trade. I think it'll be fine. Um, but it's just not idea, you know. Oh, or excuse me, he's talking about trading Madison. I'm I'm looking yeah. at a different one. I yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like if you can capitalize, but if I'm trading Madison and a player, then I'm trying to get an upgrade at running back. Like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to upgrade wide receivers because I could pick a wide receiver on a matchup off the waiver wire and and he'll mm-hmm. get you 15 points. Running backs are very hard to pick off the waiver that are going to get you that. So, says I'm probably going to have a bye week, week 15. So uh, I don't know yeah. if that also changes. Yeah. So baby Santa, what I would do honestly is like I would just I would go and try to I would go to a team that is trying to make the playoffs right now. Like they need these next two wins over the next two weeks in order to make it in. You go to them because it's a gamble for them. Or what's nice is that if they lose on the gamble, they're <laughs> out with Alexander Madison. So what I would do is I would go to that team, offer Madison a wide receiver, and then pro- and try to get like one of their running backs uh, to really solidify that. You think Kareem Hunt will get back to what he was before the injury? I think it could happen. I think this offense is trying to get its groove back. We'll see what happens down the stretch here. But definitely, I think he's going to have a big role. Baby Santa, I have JT, uh, Saquon, and Corderell to add to that. See, uh, okay, so he has those three. So it's almost like you might be able to even do like Saquon and Madison for – I mean, on an elite, another, cause I mean, you have JT, JT is going to win. Cordero is going to win you. Uh, I see what you're saying. I like, you might not even be able to use Madison. So, but if I can pair like Saquon and Madison and, and get, you know, one of the uh, top five, like an Eckler, like I don't, if you, if the Eckler person is, is struggling right now and you're saying, Hey, I'm going to give you two running backs, Saquon and, and Alexander Madison, you can, you know, use these guys to squeak into the playoffs. Potentially you need to win these weeks. That's the argument I'd run. And then you get Eckler back who has a top five running back schedule rest of way to pair with J2 who's already going to be a league winner. And then Cordero, who's also a league winner. So like you stack those three, I think, and you, you won a championship. All right. Uh, Javante or Elijah Moore for flex PPR. Ooh, I think Javante has a safer floor, but Elijah Moore has the higher ceiling. So that's what I would go with based on your matchup, whatever you need. If you need a, a safer floor, I go Javante. If you just are swinging, like you're going to, you think you're going to lose or you're, you're projected to lose by a lot. I would go Elijah Moore. Cause I think he has a higher ceiling. That does it for us. Whisper nation in this uh, Wednesday show. We appreciate every single one of you that have, were in the chat and that are listening to this across the airwaves for Johnny game time. Hicks. I'm big Travi. We're the fancy whispers and we're out. Peace. Peace. Appreciate you, Whisper Nation. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe. Right here. Look at you go. You made it to the end of another one of our videos. Hey, if you still have some questions, I totally understand. Or you just want to join an awesome fantasy football community, head on over to our Discord chat. Link is in the description below. And if you're still not sold on us, check out one of these videos.